Percy, from your own personal experience, as well as the experience of others that you've talked with, how does one find strength to work through the challenges of a cancer diagnosis? Mm. Wayne, there's no real simple answer for that, but I would suggest first and foremost, one will need a good team and, and support from that team around them. And then second, one must attempt to establish what is the big picture to focus on as a priority in terms of outcome. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we should discuss this a little bit further. And so we shall, as we'll hear from a husband and wife team who did just that and are cancer survivors. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. great to have you with us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, who is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We call him Pastor P, and here we go with another podcast, Percy. Glad to be with you. Hey, Wayne. It's good to be with you as well. I'm excited for today's episode, my friend. How to Serve God When You Have Cancer is our resource we're going to be offering today. I'll have more to say about that in a moment, but we've got a, a terrific husband and wife combination coming up today. We do. And I love talking to couples because obviously, as we've stated many times before, uh, cancer is not uh, an individual sport, if I can use that analogy, that mm-hmm. when, when one is dealing with uh, a diagnosis of cancer and a journey of cancer, uh, they need someone to partner with them. And so certainly husbands and wives uh, fit that bill. And we're going to hear exactly from both of uh, these two individuals that's going to give us some great insight on how they approached dealing with the scenario and the challenge of being told that they had cancer. All right, so stay tuned to hear from both Jennifer and Doug here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, we have a question we post to our listeners each week, and this week the question we'd like you to answer, and this is really helpful information for us. And, and by the way, Percy, I know you read all the answers that come into our questions. Here's this week's question. During your cancer journey, what was the big picture you focused on to get you through that process? Can you explain that just a little bit, Percy? Well, again, predicated upon the conversation that we'll hear from very shortly, uh, and having now walked down this path, uh, one really comes to a point when when they're told that they have cancer, they have to focus on what the big picture is because there's a lot of little small things that can inundate you mentally and emotionally. And, you know, you can just simply be overwhelmed by that. And at some point, what happens is that one has to make a decision to prioritize what's the big picture, what's the big important thing that I want to focus on and look at and put that out in front of me as a goal and an objective while dealing with cancer. And so uh, we wanted to kind of just put that question out before everyone. And after you listen to today's show, uh, I think you also have a better idea and those listening will have a better idea of what potentially can be considered the big picture when dealing with a cancer diagnosis. So let's encourage each other. Would you, why don't you answer the question at our website, during your cancer journey, what was the big picture you focused on to get you through that process? You can answer at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. The information is right there, and we'd love to hear your answers to that question. As a matter of fact, as you read through them, you chose an answer that came in recently to another question, Percy. You want to share that? So, Wayne, we have uh, a response to a question that was asked at a previous show, and that question was, what examples in our natural environment have reassured you of the existence of God? And we had one of our faithful listeners from Portland, Oregon, 
who responded and said, I live in a very rural area with mountains, trees, and big open skies. Mm, sounds nice, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. I often take long walks and get lost in my natural environment and am soothed and reinvigorated by my surroundings, which only remind me that only an intelligent creator could make that type of majestic beauty. Yeah, And beautiful. it makes a lot of sense because we can simply... Uh, look at the majestic nature around us and, and the beauty and understand that, that God created that and it, and it can bring us closer to him. So I really appreciated that response. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, and maybe it's a cancer diagnosis, maybe it's something different, but sometimes it just causes us to stop and, and wonder at the creator, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, Percy, before we meet our guests today, uh, let's open God's word. What, what's on your heart? What would you like to share? Well, we have a scripture, and as everyone knows, our spiritual nuggets are always themed toward the conversation of our interview, and this is going to be so appropriate for today. And so that is Psalm. Uh, and when we look at the Psalms, we also understand, you know, that King David wrote those, but Psalm 34, 1 and 4 basically tells us, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Mm -hmm. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. When we listen to today's conversation, this scripture is going to come alive inside of you in terms of the application for both uh, this husband and wife, and we're going to be excited about it. All right. Well, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, let's turn to our special guests who join us now on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, I'm excited again to be back with you for another episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And we have a couple today, a husband and wife, that we're going to interview who's going to talk about the path and the journey of uh, being a cancer patient and a caregiver. So I want to welcome to the show both Jennifer and Doug Colbert. How are you guys doing? And welcome. Hey, good. Good morning. All right. It's good to have you. Thanks so much for being available for us. Uh, So let me first uh, lay this out, uh, Jennifer, because you were diagnosed originally in 2015 with stage four breast cancer. You received surgery, radiation and chemotherapy. Uh, You treated at, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Atlanta, and you are no longer receiving active treatment, simply a a hormone blocker at this time for your cancer. Is that correct? 
Yes, yes. Okay. So with that being said, let's uh, let's dig into this a little bit. And I always ask this question uh, of cancer patients uh, to recall the day. I call it the day that you received yeah. that information and were told that you had cancer. Where were you and how did you feel and how did you react, my dear? Um, I was at um, my doctor's office and um, I had a feeling something was going on because I'd had stage one before. And, um, it was surreal. I felt numb. Um, I thought about everything I would miss with my kids and grandkids. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of devastating because they gave me six months. Okay. So a tough day, no question about that tough day. And so as, as you, you know, take whatever amount of time that you needed to engage and process that information because uh, it is my belief, and I'm a cancer patient as well. I remember the day when I heard that information, and you have to process that, and you and it takes for some longer than others to actually uh, take ownership of hearing that associated to you. You do that, you take whatever amount of time that you need it, and then at some point, obviously. Um, you know, you've got this good looking guy sitting next to you. You have to share that information with him. Uh, yeah. How did you give him that information? And then, Doug, I'd like to hear your thoughts on how you reacted when you heard that. I was actually there in the room with her. OK. When we got the diagnosis and and um, the mantra is the same for everybody. What, how you feel when you hear those words, you have cancer. And that part was devastating. It was kind of in shock. And then the next question we asked was what the prognosis was. Mm -hmm. And that's when he gave her the time frame. Okay. And you can imagine as a husband, um, you know, Jennifer was thinking about her life and what was going to happen to her. I was thinking about what my life was going to be without her. Sure. And we had so many things running around in our mind of events that were coming up that she may not even be at. And so that was kind of the shock of it and processing it in that short period of minutes yeah. and all that going through my head. And that was, is pretty devastating. Yeah. Sort of like the wheel that spins on the computer, you know, when it's kind of buffering, you know, you've got this, <laughs> you know, you've got the, you got a whole host of things that are just flooding your consciousness and it's really hard to kind of wrap your arms around it because at the end of the day, it's just, you're like you're in suspended animation. And so you yep. get that information, you hear that, you work through that season And then at some point, Jennifer, you've got to make a decision about clinical care and begin to look at next steps and what to do. Let's talk a little bit about how you uh, worked through that to begin treatment and care and and embrace medical treatment. Let's talk a little bit how you got down that road. Okay. Um, Well, for the first like three nights after my diagnosis, we couldn't really sleep. So we were up late and just you know, talking and crying and and everything. And we had the TV on just for noise and a commercial for CTCA came on three times in 20 minutes. And so we decided to get on the phone and just contact them. And we ended up in a chat with someone at 3 a.m. about it. And um, within a week, and uh, once we got there, we just felt that it was the right place and they were gonna do, you know, something for me that, that gave me hope. And, um, so it happened so fast and, um, 
before we left there, they um, got me all set up with my radiation treatment. And um, by the time I got home to get myself packed up and ready to go back for three weeks, um, I had my chemo, which was in pills and it was on my doorstep. I started taking it hmm. and, um, and that's how my journey started right there. Okay. Boom, it was fast. Well, part of the title of this show is Health, Hope and Inspiration yeah. and what we know and what I know after 25 years of supporting this community uh, where there is no hope. The Bible says the heart is uh, sick, it's, de- it's deferred. And so hope is a crucial and important component. So you obviously Amen. received that. You you felt hopeful and engaged. You start down the process of treatment. You know, as we discussed, uh, you did chemotherapy, you did radiation, and you had surgery. So I call it the trifecta. You did all of the big three, obviously. Uh, let's talk from a caregiving perspective, uh, Doug, if you don't mind. What were some of the things that you learned or experienced as being a caregiver and watching your wife walk through this process? And how did that impact you personally in terms of because both of you are people of faith uh, and you love God? Let's talk about, hey, what did you learn from this? What did God show you about you in relationship to this journey, this challenge, uh, as we call it, our journey of hope that you guys began to walk with being a cancer patient and you providing support to her. Well, the first thing that he showed me is how strong Jennifer was. Mm. I mean, I, I said throughout the whole thing, I could not go through what she was going through. Wow. I mean, we all say that, but wow. to watch her and the strength that she showed strengthened me. I mean, I was the one that was supposed to be giving her care yeah. and taking care of her And while, yes, I was taking care of her in her low times when she was in her chemo and not feeling well, it was just amazing the strength that she showed, the faith that she showed. And uh, we just, we purposed right on that, that no matter what happened, that we were going to have a testimony. Yeah. And, and that's what we, we've reached so many people. Um, She developed like 600 followers on a page that her daughter, that our daughter made for her. Yeah through this. And we met people that were just private messaging us saying how much our story meant to them. Mm. And, and so, you know, it's at that point where of course you care that we have her around, but it's like, okay, Lord, you're accomplishing the goal that we wanted to accomplish, that we would be an inspiration to people that we could tell our story regardless of what happens. And right now the story that we have is a story of miraculous healing. And that's the story that I like to tell. Okay. You know, no one wants to tell the story of how they lost their loved one and how it affected them. Sure. We like to tell the story of what the Lord did through all this and how he healed her, took her from a six month to live diagnosis Mm. to, you know, no evidence of disease within one year. Wow. Jennifer, same question. What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about the Lord in this process? You're driving this bus. You're behind the wheel of that car. What's going on in your heart, in your head spiritually? Um, I think one of the biggest things that I learned was, um, there's so many little things in life that you worry about and Mm. you struggle over and you fight against that. Once you have a diagnosis like this, it's those little things fall away. Yeah. There's more important things in your life. Yeah. Reprioritization of life and what's important at that point. Yeah, for sure. We use the, the term, everything is trivial. Wow. After you go through something like this, everything else is trivial. Bills, car payments, house payments, you know, colds, yeah. you know, yeah. broken arms, uh, stuff like that. It's yeah. just car breaks down. It's trivial, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, it, it, it's almost like don't sweat the small stuff in comparison to what's really important. Yep. And, and what yep. I've learned, and I've seen this a million times, the reprioritization of what really matters. Cancer patients really are given a gift, and I'm now part of that group so I can speak authentically from this place, that we get to see life from a very different vantage point versus yes. those who think everything is just going to be hunky-dory and everything's just going to kind of go along, and then boom – you're, you're really forced to really think about what really matters and to invest in that and really uh, prioritize it and make that important. So I, I can appreciate right. hearing that. Um, let's talk about at this stage of the game, and you kind of alluded to it, how are you doing and how are you feeling right now as of this recording? I'm feeling amazing. Um, Yay. It has been <laughs> It has been about five years and they have said no evidence of disease for five years. Okay. It took them about a year to get me to that point, sure. which is fast. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm doing great and feeling great. And, you know, I go back for appointments uh, every four months, but I am doing great. And, and, and what I hear from both of you, and I love the spirit and the energy and just the, uh, the unity because, again, no cancer patient that I've known who has been successful in a journey or who has had to work through a journey of cancer did that by themselves. They needed support. They right. needed help. They needed someone that was standing with them. Uh, I hear this this fortified unification between the two of you. Uh, let's talk about, uh, again, if you don't mind, uh, as you now move forward, you know, and as as the Lord has, has obviously been part of this process, how important is faith and spirituality in your personal opinion in terms of working through a challenge of any sort, but certainly a life-threatening challenge of being told you have X amount of days or months or weeks to live? And then how does your faith and your spirituality kick in? Um, I don't think I could have um, faced this journey if I hadn't had the Lord because— mm -hmm. No matter what was to happen, I was going to be healed, mm. whether in heaven or I lived here on earth and continue to be here. So um, just knowing that, it just gives you hope either way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me, Doug. Same question. Well, selfishly, I wanted to keep her around. Sure. You know? Sure. And she kind of alluded to something. I had a prophetic word given to me about, you know, her being healed. And that's how the Lord ministered to me. It's like, you know, at first I was like, okay, this guy's pretty bold to tell me she's going to be healed, you know? And, right. and the Lord ministered to me that night and said, you know, I'm going to heal her. You don't have to worry about that. Whether I choose to heal her earthly body and get rid of this cancer yeah. or I take her home yeah. and she'll be healed forever. And that's, that was kind of the aha moment that I had is like, okay, Lord, you're in control of this. I can't be selfish and want to keep her around here because as Paul says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yes. That I wouldn't want to keep her here when I know she would have a better life in heaven. So that was just like, Lord, whatever you want to do, I trust you. And that was kind of what I laid our faith on. You know, I've had I've done a couple of shows about this very point previously around the dynamic of being cured versus being healed. Amen. And there's a difference from a spiritual perspective. And it sounds like that you guys were able to be ministered to by a word and by the spirit of God. And therefore, 
of the power of one's faith and spirituality and how it enabled you to then get freed up to just basically go about what needed to be done from day to day and work from one moment to the next. And here we are, you know, five years later, and uh, you're still moving forward. And I thank God for that. I think, Doug, that you had said earlier that there's a passage of scripture that you wanted to read. Uh, would you mind sharing that with the audience that, that I guess inspired and motivated you, my friend? Amen. I'm going to just give the highlights of it. So it comes out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18 through 24. I'll just highlight the parts that really ministered to me. Yeah. It says in verse 18 it says, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched. And that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom and storm to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who hear it beg that no further word be spoken to them. And then you jump down to verse 22, it says, but you have come to Mount Zion, mm. to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. Mm. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteousness made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Wow. And that the give Lord the, gave me that verse. And that was like, you know what? This is where we are. You know, we're not here to be in darkness. We're here to have hope, to be an inspiration to others. And um, the Lord has just honored our commitment to whatever, no matter what happened, to to be a ministry to other people and to the point where I've been able to minister to other husbands yeah. who have lost their wives yeah. and, and been able to say, you know, I really know how you feel, yeah. you know, up to the point of, of losing your wife. I know how you feel going through this. Yeah. So he's honored that, that pledge that we had to be able to minister to others. Well, thank God for his word with the closing seconds that we have, Jennifer, what continues to give you hope and keep you hopeful at this point? You've seen a lot, you've been through a lot, and you've done a lot right now. What's driving your hope at this very moment? I think uh, driving me is my family. I love, you know, to be around for my grandkids yeah. and my my kids. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, Christ has given me my hope and my drive for continuing to do what we're doing and just live life as full as I can. Doug, what's driving your hope, my friend, quickly? Pretty much the same thing. I mean, I'm not experiencing, you know, not being with my family, but just the faith that we have, knowing that we have the hope that that there is somebody that we can turn to, you yeah. know, unbelievers that get this um, diagnosis, they just like, okay, my life is over. That's not us. We just said, okay, Lord, what are you going to do with this? Mm. We'll, we'll take it. Give it to us. We're ready. Today, you've heard from Jennifer and Doug Colbert. Jennifer was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer back in 2015. Uh, she is no longer receiving active treatment, and she has been labeled as having no evidence of disease at the time of this recording. Uh, she received surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy and treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Uh, Doug, her wonderful husband, who has stood by her side and supported her. Today, we salute both of you, and we thank you for your testimony I thank you for your journey, and I thank you that, uh, as I tell people all the time, in order to have a testimony, you got to have a test, and in order Amen. to have a message, you have to go through some mess, and so you Amen. have been yeah. there, you have done that, and you've got the t-shirt to prove it. Uh, I tip my cap to you, and I thank you so much for being a beacon of light 
and from being inspiration to others. Because at the end of the day, the only people that we can take to heaven with us are those that we've inspired along the way. God bless you both. And I, I speak health, wellness, and continued success to you, your family, and all that you do. Thank you for being on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thank you. God bless. Have a great day, guys. What a great couple. And we'll talk with Percy about that conversation here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. So stay with us. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact a member of the team with questions you may have about your treatment options by calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, let's talk about this couple that you introduced us to here today, Jennifer and Doug. Everything after cancer is trivial, they said. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing statement. And again, uh, having walked this path, I I certainly can concur. You know, initially when you hear that term, and uh, I had a former patient, I've shared this story many, many times, and she was just a, a, a true cancer fighter in every sense of the word. I remember when I first met her, she said, you know, when you hear cancer, it's the only word that you hear with big bold letters in your head yeah, and true, that you don't yeah. and you don't hear anything else after that for a while. Uh the dynamic that, you know, cancer then just basically takes over your consciousness and your sense of uh, where you are. And I think that there's a dynamic of when you when you come to terms with that, everything else in your life is really small. It's trivial at that point. I believe that uh, Doug specifically referenced the fact that bills and, you know, the car breaking down yeah. or, or an appliance not working. He said it's just all small, trivial stuff at that point. And it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes that, those things can knock us off track. But when you're facing cancer, that they seem much smaller, don't they? They really, really do. And, and this is where I think uh, as we've listened to, I, I think, a very dynamic and wonderful story and testimony is that then you are challenged at that point to make a decision about what you want to prioritize as being important in your life at that point. And obviously, you know, having to change the oil in the car is not a priority when you're told that you have cancer. And it really does then put the onus back upon what's really important and what's the big picture uh, that then you want to focus on that will hopefully motivate and inspire and and buoy one to kind of work through the rest of the process of the journey at that point. Yeah. Well, what they were talking about was their big picture, wasn't it? And that's the question we've been asking our listeners to respond to this week. That is correct. And so the the title of the show basically says it all because it's a direct quote from them. And that was that no matter what the outcome, and, and Wayne, you know, as, as well as I do, we've been very forthright. And I think it's important to do so. We are people of faith. We talk about the faithfulness of God and the love of God and the hope of God. But, you know, 25 plus years now in serving the cancer community uh, for various different reasons, everyone does not necessarily survive a battle or a bout or a journey of cancer. 
And, you know, there's a there's various reasons that one can can think about in that regard. But the fact of the matter is that the testimony that they decided that they wanted to have, that no matter what would happen, no matter what the outcome would be, is that they wanted to have a testimony of the Lord. And that's why we read the scripture that we read in mm-hmm. terms of that we are going to bless the Lord at all times yeah. and his praise will continually be in our mouth. Their focus at the end of the day is that they wanted to be a blessing and a testimony to others who would watch them or see them and and declare the goodness of the Lord, no matter what the outcome. That became their big picture. That's what they focused on. Yeah, the way they put it is that, you know, there's going to be healing, whether it's in this life or the next, there is going to be a healing here. And that is, again, uh, I would say an advanced or more matured school of thought that, you know, there may be still some out there that may struggle with that. But at the end of the day, Paul said it best uh, to be absent, you know, from the bodies, to be present with the Lord, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, on this side of heaven or on that side of heaven, we still receive uh, a healing. And again, it's just how we process that and look at that at the end of the day. And the goal, obviously, and let me be very clear, is to fight for every day that we can and to live as long as we can. I believe Martin Luther King said it best, that longevity has its place. Hmm. It certainly does. Hmm. But if we listen to the rest of his speech that 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 uh, that quote came from, he said, but that's not important to me right now. Yeah. He said, I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the coming of the Lord. I've seen the glory of the Lord. In other words, he understood that if he transitioned from what we call life on this side of heaven to go to the other side of heaven, that there is a greater existence of living, being in the presence of God. And that is the ultimate healing at the day. And that certainly helps to give perspective and balance in the midst of uh, attempting uh, to walk the journey of being a cancer patient. And I truly appreciated their candor and their frankness with respect to that. What a terrific couple. Well, they really enunciated their big picture. Uh, when they went through the process of a cancer diagnosis. And we're asking our listeners to tell us what was your big picture you focused on to get you through your cancer journey. And uh, you can answer this question at our website, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And by the way, at the website, I mentioned it earlier, but I didn't talk much about it. We have a free resource, How to Serve God When You Have Cancer. Uh, here's another helpful resource from Percy and, and uh, your staff, Percy, that they're really, uh, you put it in the hands of our listeners, this is a powerful tool. It is indeed. And this is another uh, resource that we wrote with the school of thought in mind that, again, cancer, no one wants cancer, no one invites cancer, and no one certainly will sign up for cancer. But if and when you find yourself or a loved one in that scenario, that we want people to also be inspired around the fact that you can still serve God while having cancer. And so, uh, you know, your life is not over. Your your life is not wasted. Uh, you're not to be thrown on the dung heap at that point. That as a matter of fact, God may actually be able to be uh, served even to a greater capacity as you are walking through a battle of cancer. And so this, this resource is designed to talk about how you can serve God with cancer at your home, at your local church, uh, at large, in your neighborhood. It's filled with really great uh, talking points that will allow people to be encouraged that just because you are walking uh, a journey of cancer doesn't mean that God still cannot and will not use you. And so uh, download this resource and make sure you send it to family and friends and individuals who are, are dealing with cancer so that they can be encouraged to understand that God can still use them 
and that they can still serve God even while walking through a cancer journey. Well, thank you for investing yourself and the rest of us by providing these free resources. It really is very helpful. As Percy said, you can download this. It's free of charge. There's no obligation, of course, and you can download as many copies as you want. You can forward the link to others. How to Serve God When You Have Cancer at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Dot com. All right, uh, let's return to that scripture now that we've heard from Jennifer and Doug here and heard their testimony today. And they declared, no matter what, we want a testimony for Christ through, during this crisis. Let's read that scripture because it can be the words that all of us ascribe to. Absolutely. And, and one of the quotes uh, from uh, Doug and uh, Jennifer were that uh, they wanted to have hope to be an inspiration to others. And the Lord has honored them. And so listen to the text of this spiritual nugget now in the, in lieu of that again psalms and as we read this scripture and as we really embrace it uh i will bless the lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make her boast in the lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the lord with me and and let's exalt his name together verse four i sought the lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. This is indeed the testimony of this couple. And as we heard the end of the story, you know, they were given a six month diagnosis of possibly survivorship. And at the time of this recording, uh, she is still very much alive and well on planet Earth. And Praise she is God. still working through uh, the process. But the point to be made is no matter what the outcome, make a decision that you are going to have a testimony that will bless others and that will honor and magnify God. Yep. Jennifer and Doug, if you're listening, we love you. Thank you for investing yourself in us here today on the program. Hey, one more thing before we leave. Uh, If our listeners would do us a favor and review and rate our podcast at Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, that helps introduce us to new people, new listeners. Absolutely. So we want to uh, have you kind of help us spread the word. We want to build this audience and community. So please do so. Please uh, download, share, and continue to help us spread the good news of the faithfulness and the love and the hope of God while dealing and working through a battle or journey of cancer. Thanks for subscribing and listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, we'll be back again next time with another episode. Thanks for today. We certainly will. And remember, guys, we still have work to do. So keep chopping the wood. The Lord has not forsaken you and he will be with you even until the ends of the earth. God bless. Have a great day. This has been Health, Hope and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, 
Our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at health, hope, and inspiration.com.